I first met my co-host when she had a syndicated talk show all about sex. Sex with Sue. Sue McGarvey. And I am the Milkman John Milky, host of The Milkman Show, heard on radio stations across North America. And my home base, BlastTheRadio.com. We're glad you're here. Let's get turned on. Oh my gosh, I'm still buzzing about the amazing Ducklings Party. My first time being a real part of your Ducklings Party. That was a good time, Sue. You killed it. The best DJ in the entire world. I've said to everybody, we are never going to, like the bar is raised so high. It was so much fun. So, you know, not quite naked dancing, but dancing with our hands in the air at a Playboy Mansion in Barhaven. I know those things. I thought about getting naked. I wasn't sure if I should. (laughs) Well. Just that, yeah, there's a few people in corners, but beyond that, it was just dancing and great food and great company and, and outstanding music well, and an amazing you. venue. And it was really I'm fun. glad you're happy. And and listen, you put on an amazing party. So uh, if you've not been to a duckling event, you need to get on board with the ducklings. That was bar none, an absolute hoot. All right, let's get to it. It's turned on the podcast. We begin uh, with this question to you, Sue. How important is sex in a relationship? pretty damn important but it's defined by the people right if people are happy with it once a month both of them then how it may not be that important right it's understand that like anything else it's about limits and about understanding the new rules for sex and yes it's really important in a relationship but i also think it's about being able to communicate what we need and how do we do that? So we're going to get into, you know, later on in the show, going to talk about what happens if you have differing sex drives. Mm-hmm. But I think that the idea is, you know, that when people are, are sort of starting your relationships, it's coming at it from a single. This came out of a, a discussion I had with a single this week who are saying, Sue, I don't know what the new rules are. We got rid of the old rules about, you know, you only have sex on the third date and blah, blah, blah. And the old rules were supposed to make us happy. But right now, she says, now I feel lost. I don't know what we're supposed to do. And, you know, when you talk about limits of sex, you know, when you limit food or alcohol, it produces healthy results. But if you limit sex, it doesn't necessarily produce healthy results. But the idea is to have, you know, sort of things good. You know, what does good sex look like for two people? And what does good sexual culture look like for everybody around them? Right. It, it raises the standards of what a good sexual encounter might look like. It doesn't. Yeah. You know, anyway, I just get I get frustrated with norms. I don't know about you, but you must feel it a bit, you know, being in the kink community that there is like these, you know, every, and, and in truth, it's like this in the kink community. You go there and saying this, we're started a scene. You don't interrupt it. And you need to talk to this right. person's dom to talk to her. And it's just like I get so sick of the boundaries around everything. And I think boundaries are good, but... Boundaries are good when they are defined between the players. Boundaries are not good when other people are imposing their views on what boundaries should be. Let people figure this out for themselves. What's right for me and the people I'm involved with is not necessarily what's right for you and what you're involved with. It's a mutual respect thing. We all have different tastes. We all have different... I mean, religious views, because I know religion plays a big part into how people feel about sex and, and whatever else. And just just be respectful that we're not all the same. So let me give you this scenario. It was a, it was a young woman. She was young 
And she's like, look, I went out with a guy I hooked up with on Tinder, but I didn't hook up with him. We were out and he wanted to come back. And I said, no, I wanted to get to know him better. And my friends were gobstopped that I did that. They're like, you had an opportunity to have sex with a hot guy. Why didn't you take it? And they're, they were floored we didn't have sex. And she's like, you know, what are the, you know, how important is sex in the relationship? I think it's important, but I don't necessarily have to be on the second date. And this expectation of how things are supposed to be. See, that's just it. Her friends need to respect her choice and her wants. Yeah. Yeah. So couples. So we're going to get into it later in the show about couples and what happens if you have a different sexual appetite on a couple of really good questions. So I really appreciated the questions. And this one wasn't really a question directed at us, but she was just so frustrated because she didn't know whether she was supposed to put out or wasn't she, you know, she's reading all this stuff saying, if you're interested in him, don't put out. And she's like, I have no rules. I have no understanding of how important it is in a a relationship and in a new process. So she was was just pulling her hair out. And I thought it was interesting because she can't be the only one who's trying to figure out sort of the new models. I really, yeah, I really think the rule of thumb is do you do what feels right for you. There, you are such a sage, wise thing. All right, that's 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 a great idea. So send us your questions if you've got them, because mm. we really want to we really want to tackle this. Sue at sexwithsue.com. And you can text the show as well if you're stateside. It's nine four one seven two five six four five five. It's nine two five seven two five. Pardon me, nine nine four one seven two five milk. Uh, and in Canada, six one three six zero four six four six four. Next up, Sue, a question that has been emailed to you at sue at sexwithsue.com. Someone who has one of those husbands, I may be one of those husbands, who just wants sex all the time. Yep. 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 And that differing. So let me let me read you. Let me read you the piece of the question. This sure. Um, this wasn't necessarily a husband situation, but I got a question. So or a man. Let okay. Me, let me read it to you. I happen to be a husband, so I default to that. I apologize. Yes. Yeah. I have an une- uneven, my partner and I have an uneven libido. Her sex drive feels like it's decreased a bit over time, but even at the start of the relationship, it always felt unbalanced. I've dealt with it until now, but it can have put a strain on me to the point where I need to ask her to leave the room so I can masturbate. It can also be uncomfortable because I don't want to force anything on her, but I'm so sexually frustrated. I'll spend days with her together waiting for her to be in the mood, but more often than not, it doesn't happen. We believe her low sex drive just happens this way. It's also because of stress. And when we do have sex, it can be painful for her because I'm a little bit too big. And even with lots of foreplay and lots of lube. We have toys, but we don't use them very often because it feels like an extra effort. We've realized this dynamic affects you know, the aspects of the relationship more than we thought. So it was a great question. And here's the, here's the skinny about it, right? It's, it's, it's normal for guys to want sex every day. It's normal for young men to want it three times a day. So don't feel like you're a mutant because you want it a lot. And for partners wanting it all the time, wanting it less than that or not being in the mood because women, A, are responsive and B, if they've got a lot of other things going on, it's not top of mind. And if their bodies aren't driving it, it's not top of mind. So it can be really difficult. And I used to say, oh, let's compromise and you can do it. You know, we can do it once a week. But everybody was pissed off with me. I don't want to talk to the therapist because I'm pissed off with her because we're always having to compromise and she's not hearing me because I'm still frustrated. And I feel like and then the other partner feels like they got to put out all the time and it's just bullshit. Right. And and that sometimes it's 
it's it's it, there are things you can do, right? If if you are unfamiliar with other ways of expressing, you know, attention, pleasure, etc. You know, I have a lot of guys who think sex is like the way if they just want to be touched. But most guys, it's not that they a hug that they want. They want an orgasm. So whether you get an artificial vagina, whether you give them a medicinal hand job, blow job, whatever you can try. And if you can't, what else is going on? But for most guys, it's the need to feel wanted, needed, touched. And I tell women, chart your arousal. Do little happy faces when you are in the course of a day if you're turned on. There used to be, I don't know if you remember that, they used to have one of the local radio stations would have a thing where they would call the husband. You know, it was, a, it was a contest. I don't know, you got concert tickets or whatever. If you call your husband and got them to leave work to come home and do you, and it was on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I remember Sad, the one. Sadly, it wasn't my show, but yeah. Yeah, he's in Smith Falls, like an hour away. Right. And he's up to his ears. You could just tell he's up to his ears. And she says, come home. I'm horny for you. I want to do you. And he's like, I'll be there in, in 45 minutes. Like, it's just like, doesn't matter what work is going on. He would drop everything he was doing to race over there. to. And if he her. did, then they would win the concert. Yeah. Tickets or so the, then she cracks the free up happy the meal or whatever. Just come in and he's thinking I was getting the cookie and fuck, I got, I got, you know, concert tickets. Like how <laughs> I, I want that. I really want to go home and have sex with you. So. You know, so this couple are beginning to think, talk about opening up their relationship, which I talked to them about and said, maybe that's a thing so that you're not quite as frustrated. I understand you want to stay together, but is that something, you know, because it's it's probably not going to change the, you know, the way you need. You're not going to be on the same page. So finding somebody you connect with and who sexually lines up is tough. I have a bunch of clients who go get happy endings, massages, you know, every two weeks. Yeah, they you, find talked about, you talked about that last week or the week before, too. Um, and the bugaboo there is, is that cheating? And a lot of people, I think, just, you know, the traditional way they've grown yeah, up and the teachings, etc. They have a and very difficult time accepting that. But I think that's a reasonable solution. It's a paid professional in a controlled environment. There's no love. She's not going to run away with your husband, etc. Oh, no, 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 no. Right? So it, it's, it's just, can, will that, like, I think you brainstorm, you put that in the list of options because, you know, there are some women for whom, you know, they're no longer attracted to their partner. But most of the time, it's not about their partner. Most of the time, it's, I'm just not into it. Or my sex drive is naturally a lot less. And I don't really want it. I'm happy with it once a week. You're happy with it twice a day. We've got a problem. So does a lot of this boil down to communication again, and just understanding each other's currency? Like the the challenge I have had for a long time, my wife and I have had for a long time, is reading each other's signals and signs. It's it's not a matter of, you know, she's not horny or I'm not horny. We both are, but at different times of the day, like you said, and we express it in very different ways. And we, you know, and over the course of how many years we've been together, almost 30 you know, and this is an evolving communication all the time because needs change, life changes, etc. Um, you need to be in constant communication as to what did I miss there? What did I not see? What am I not seeing? Well, as I said, I have, look, I have right here. I have my calendar. I also have it on my phone, but I have a giant calendar. Look, and if I, you know, and I tell people, get one of these, chart it on the, on, you know, if, if through the day you were turned on at part of your day for women who have a lower sex drive, little happy face and the time of day that you were, see if there's any kind of rhythm. 
because women follow these cycles. And, and by the way, for those listening to the podcast and not oh, yeah. privy to seeing the podcast, it's a, it's a calendar. large calendar. It's a very, yeah, so I can attest. Put yeah. down a little happy face. Put down a neutral face, meaning you could probably be convinced today, or a sad face saying, no bloody way, don't touch me. You know what I love about that too, Sue, is that for... You know, like if you're the female and you're posting the happy face stickers, you know, and the, you know, I'm, I'm horny here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. For your partner out of the corner of their eye. Oh, my gosh. You know, I there's there's something I'm not seeing here that I need to tune into. You know, it, it's a very good visual representation of just how often that opportunity is actually there. I, I think people need to be a lot more mindful about it. Yep. And if you can, and again, I, I, we've talked about scheduling. I think it's a good idea. We've talked about doing things in different adventures. We've talked about realizing that, that your partner fe- needs to feel wanted. It, they need you to initiate. And if you're the lower sex drive person, you need to make sure it comes up. There's a reminder on your phone a couple of times a week. If I'm not ready for sex, what can I do to make my partner feel attractive and wanted? You know, that may be, as I said, a sexy text. It may be a boob shot. It may be a little note saying, I love you. I pick you all over again. Come over here. I want to squeeze your bum. You know, whatever that is. (laughs) But you have to make sure that they feel wanted. I think it's critical. I'm not big into weed. I have just started experimenting with it. I I smoked my first joint at 32. Uh, A friend hooked me up when she was gobsmacked. What do you mean you've never smoked? So hooked me up. I was terrified of it. I thought I was going to get arrested. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, there's a weed shop now in just about every single corner. Um, and, And just heading into the pandemic, my anxiety raged. And I was introduced to a lot of the benefits of THC and cannabis as far as calming yourself down. Um, So I've got a vape pen, which I use. And I I don't hit it often, but when my anxiety is really going crazy, I I do. And it's been very beneficial. So I'm very open to the conversations about weed. And you've got some interesting facts about the best weed for sex. I can't wait to hear this because, like I said, it just makes me sleepy. (laughs) So. So I, I, you know, tried it in university and high school and then sure. took a break when I had kids because, you know, between trying to get pregnant, pregnant, nursing babies, you just don't have time for that. Um, and your body can't be doing that kind of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, and I've been reintroduced and I never like smoking. I've been a lifelong non-smoker. And to me, even a little bit. Hurts See, and throat. I was a smoker. And my fear now, if I smoke this, is that I will probably take up smoking again. So I'm better no, with the vape. Hurts, That's it hurts aside, my throat but. and my lungs and I don't yeah. like it. But yeah. the chocolate edibles, which are good chocolate, they're yummy, they're candy. And I can take five milligrams and it feels like two glasses of wine for me without the calories. So that's kind of a, that's, that's the thing. It's like, I don't want the calories, but I want the little low grade kind of happy. I'm at a party. I'm safe. I'm not driving. Can I do this? Well, they found out that 60, it was a a Stanford university study that said that 61% of adults plan to incorporate cannabis at some point into their sex life. And for women, 24% of women, it increased their sexual desire, their ability to orgasm. It's not a magic horny pill, but it can really help deal with inflammation and pain. And I'm going to do an inf- uh, a really cute call the next little while with a friend I've known for 20 years, his longtime duck, 
Rich Dufour, who owns the uh, Spirit Leaf stores in town, and okay. ask him about you know what his recommendations are. But the the these are the five kind of top top weed choices. I don't know. I like I don't go into them enough to say hey, do they always have? But Amnesia Haze is the be- apparently the best weed for role playing. If you decide you want to get out of your head and pretend you're somebody else, Amnesia Haze. Amnesia I don't know. Haze. Okay. Uh huh. The uh, Blue Dream, apparently it smells and tastes like blueberries, melts Ooh. away any anxiety and makes you a little more open to suggestion. <laughs> okay. All right. Blueberry Dream. do do is a psychedelic. And if you want to be all like, ah, let's just this. Apparently it's the wild. I want to have, you know, if, if you want to have sex with pretend you're somebody else this is apparently the brand and they called it dosi dough which takes me back to square dance lessons in high school which were awkward and weird i'm thinking sound of music but that that's what (laughs) i comes into my head it's true um something called gsc which stands for girl scout cookies (laughs) so girl scout cookies if you want kind of the the kink if this apparently the girl scout cookies is best lead into hardcore kink pounding let's be rough i don't know so I'm, that I'm, okay as as someone from the kink community i'm trying to make the the, the <laughs> i'm trying the to make, i know right yeah i'm connecting the dots between girl scout cookie thin mint um tie me up hurt me daddy i i mm, don't know i know well apparently that's the brand you okay. buy if you're, right. uh, if you're a little hardcore and granddaddy purple is the all-round sort of if you want it just a great put you in the mood kind of weed choice granddaddy purple so if you can go in and ask, I don't know if all stores have these all brands, but this was the definitive list according to the research. And it came, there was one in the Journal of Sexual uh, Sexual Medicine. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk to the expert, have okay. a listen to uh, my conversations with him about what is local. And, and he's going to give us the sort of the down low on it. And uh, <laughs> you can go out and... You know, figure out if you want to try a little bit. Maybe they'll give you like a little tiny sample of each and you can you report back. Send us a note. If you've tried this and you're like, OMG, Sue, this is the really one. We need to try this one. Then, uh, then let us know. So here I am with the owner of Spirit Leaf Stores. He's got three of them in the area and uh, he is my go-to guy for all things cannabis. So I've been reading this article about something called, you know, Grandpa Purple and... Dosey Doe, which are the the best weed strains for sex. And I didn't know anything about them. So I want to know what you think are the best weed strains for sex. Well, I'll tell you, you can't really lock it down to any one strain. If you do that, that's like saying everyone fits in one bucket. And I don't think that works. I think it's really based a lot more on what is personal to you for sex and what sense you want when you're actually doing it. So some people find the smell of diesel really sexy and some people like lemons to be really sexy and find it freshens them up and some people like different flavors. So I, I, I think it's a personal journey. Okay. So people are new, right? It's, it's you know, I, I mean, I'm a lifelong non-smoker. I find the, you know, smoking hurts my, this hurts my throat. What do you do? Totally. I get you. So what I would say is, you know, what is it that you like to, how would you prefer to get her in you? Like traditionally people smoke or they do all of those things and they're, they're generally not as healthy 
as we would like them to be, right? right? So we look at different ways of doing it. Now people have always traditionally moved to or have moved to like uh, brownies and cooking and making things that are traditionally associated with all of the things that bring about their happiness flavors. So you mix it with chocolate. You put some chocolate on a strawberry. It doesn't have to be regular chocolate. It could right. be something with THC or something with CBD or a mix of a little bit of both. And you go back, you went to say back there about Granddaddy Purple and all that stuff before. And I'll touch on that a little bit more. So the different different things, they call them terpenes. So after you have a big smoke and you get all this THC going on, you know, that has one effect. And that's something that uh, is what people look at. And that it it's that whole sense of getting high. And it's what they want to do when they smoke a lot of THC or maybe not. Maybe they just want to have a different impact. So there's other different kinds of ways of consuming. And by eating it, it travels in your body a different way. So it's getting there through uh, the, a different means of getting into your bloodstream and getting into your body. And it has it takes longer to impact you but it lasts longer and has a different impact on people so i can't go into that side because it's then it's getting the medicinal side and i'm not allowed to talk about that but what i can say is if it's people associate different scents with different feelings so you get that energetic feeling from smelling a lemon right uh, you grab an orange and you get that general sense of freshness uh flowers but then when you smell them, they bring about a different emotion in you. And that's how I say, if it's something that brings to you a personal sense of getting it on, <laughs> then that's really what you should be hitting. Take okay. that kind of weed, the one that actually brings about that feeling of, oh, I really like that. Whether it's chocolatey strawberry stuff or if it's stuff that's a car engine, or if it's stuff that is lemony and fresh that smells like flowers and something spicy and exotic with mangoes mixed in it. It's it's a personal journey. That's why people try a lot of different types of weed. They never really stick to one. Okay. So I, I, I'll tell you, I had a mar something on the market that they were marketing as, and they wanted us to push it as, this is the stuff for, for sex. And we're like, yeah, well, you know what? And and in the beginning, we, we we talked around it. We didn't really want to go there because we're not allowed to claim this is the stuff for sex, right? But what we but they were they had the right terpenes in there, but it's it's like in the beginning, everyone tried it out and they thought it was awesome, and then it disappeared, and people stopped thinking about it that way. And we, it was because they realized, you know, <laughs> one shoe fits everyone, right? You know. But, you know, if you can do fun things, like we have candies that look like penises and uh, they have THC and they have also the JJs and right. uh, stuff like that. And they're fun. So now we've made cannabis fun again and uh, associated it with these with these sexy time. But also you can go into personal ways of using. I mean, we all we all use some. Well, I, we don't all use. Let's say we've we've gone into, say, personal care. Let's go into uh, the realm of uh personal lubricants we have that as well and now yeah with with, with again, thc with in it yeah with thc in but it. go both ways mm -hmm. you also have thc and you also have cbd okay. so some it doesn't have to be just one or the other it could also be a mix of both and you also have some that are water-based and oil-based so you can use it for massage or you can use it with say a condom a latex condom you don't have to worry about it tearing apart on you um 
It's personal choice at that point. And that's what I find. You get really, you get a lot of opportunities to try things that you wouldn't otherwise be able to try. And now we're having conversations with our grandmothers about this. So it's different. We've moved on from just, you know, it's something we can't talk about anymore because it's cannabis to, hey, I I need to have a conversation with you about this because I want to know how I can use this in my life. Next up, I hope I'm saying this right, coitophilia. Yes, it's the, basically, it is the fear of sex and sexual intimacy. Okay. Yes. You know, and, and I was, it came out as a stat about, again, I've been doing a lot of work around singles, because according to the, the research, 42% of Americans, that's over 91 million of them are single. And I was wondering, and somebody said to me, you know, Sue, I had a partner and and I'm quite convinced they had a fear, like a legitimate fear of sexual intimacy. And I went, you're right. I need, I haven't talked about it. So genophobia or erotophobia are other names for the fear of sex or sexual intimacy. It's more than just a basic aversion or hate. This is when sexual intimacy is sought. It might result in severe anxiety or panic attacks. So some people may experiencing these emotions just by thinking about it. And for somebody like you, you who you understand anxiety, mm-hmm. but if you were anxious about even the thought of it, right? Gymophobia is the dread of getting naked, right? Heterophobia is the dread of people of the opposite sex. Coitalophobia, fear of sexual activity. So all of these things happen and they're worsening emotions if the triggers haven't started and it comes from a variety of things right it's ptsd sexual abuse something bad has happened i had a client i swear to god we we did the pervy book club last night we had two emergency room nurses you know in the audience um and they're always a great conversation i hear i'm going i'm going somewhere but they were talking about you know strange things in people's rectums Mm -hmm, in the emergency mm -hmm. room apparently kielbasa was the one that won and i guess the salt from the meat from the deli meat takes the salt and it it sort of swells up and you cannot get it out anyway so don't no kibasa oh in your ass aha uh-huh, no no ass kibasa just saying but the idea is that um i had a client you know who had that story about being stuck together as a new couple like she was a virgin they had sex for the first time she clamps down he has like a really hard time getting out they have to call 911 Whoa. She has to have a shot muscle relaxant to let it go. Oh, yeah. True story. Because those muscles are strong. You push a baby out with a head the size of a cantaloupe. Boom. I guess. Anyway, so he's now afraid of sex because the first time it happened with this, right. you know, and she's anxious because she's got vaginismus, which is a sp- spasm of the vaginal muscle. So it's a disaster, right? Um, some people have had body shaming or, uh, you know, sort of issues around that. And, you know, just a lot of challenges. So there are, you know, ser- therapy and CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. otherwise known in the kink community as cock and ball torture. But yeah, no, they're not the same. Not yeah. the same thing. My, th- my, my therapist, by the way, learned a lot about me when he brought up that we were going to do some CBT. And of course, I started to giggle and, he's, <laughs> and he hadn't heard the term as it pertained to, or pretended to have not I heard know. the term. I, I have a girlfriend who has it in her her uh, email address, and everybody thinks it's about therapy, but I know better. <laughs> 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 yeah, I got her other email, her other email address is Boodho. So yeah, you get enough with that. Uh, I think I like this friend. Anyway, uh huh. You would really like this. I'm friend. sure. So, 
Yeah. So just understand that some people get panic attacks, but if you're stopped from dating, like I've had clients who won't date because they're worried about their erections or won't date because they they come too fast. And so they don't want to get into it because then they don't want to come like before they even penetrate. And, you know, there are things we can do, lots of things you can do. So just take a deep breath and realize we can walk through this process and get you better, but giving up on love and intimacy for the rest of your life because of a fear. And, you know, and this fear is not something to go, oh, because phobias are real. Sure. Right. I, of course. Yeah. If you're, you know, if you're afraid of, of snakes and you really have a snake phobia, like it, it affects your ability to go out in the summer and, oh my God, I'm going to run into it. And so this is a real thing, but there are things you can do. So I have a question then. So someone who deals with uh, coitophilia um, and they have that fear and it's rational, et cetera, do they still crave sex? Depends on the aversion, right? If, if every time you go by somebody and they hit you in the back of your head, right? I always said I once threw up on banana pudding and even the thought of banana pudding makes me nauseous. That's an aversion, okay. right? If So if, if everything, if every time they think about sex, it's like, ah, and it's so awful, eventually your body stops doing it. But if they're, if they're, you know, they'll wake up with erections, they'll have sexual dreams, their body wants to ejaculate, they want to masturbate, they've got a sex drive, and they often will be chronic masturbators because they're not getting any. But it's the thought of being in a situation because it's going to cause the panic attack from having a bad experience. And or, you know, some kind of, tr- usually it's related to some kind of past trauma which is why you know sexual abuse is so powerful and we need to be really diligent to make sure Mm -hmm. that you're getting love and understanding so okay a new term on on that i've never heard before and and certainly something i hadn't considered before so um thank you for that that's amazing um and good conversation as always here on turned on the podcast Hey, if you got a question for Sue, it's sue at sexwithsue.com. And again, text the show anytime in the States, 941-725-6455, 941-725-MILK. And in Canada, 613-604-6464. We will keep you anonymous unless you tell us we can use your name. Um, someone has contacted you wanting to know, how do you define good sex? Yeah. Well, you know, again, there's no one size fits all. I think good sex is crazy sounds, silly faces. There was a line from, um, you know, the good sex guide, which says you should look like Whistler's mother with a hair all over the place and, you know, sweaty and, you know, clothes everywhere and, and, you know, really abandoned, you know, and I see a lot of women and I talk to them again and they're like, well, I won't have sex with the lights on and I have to have like, like a, like a gauze covering my belly because I don't want him to see it or I won't be in this position because my belly jiggles. And seriously, they all think that I know. And I'm like, let that go. That is good sex. If you can be uninhibited in some ways, understand there is no right way there's a lot of heteronormative scripts um uh, you know and it's everywhere you know this is the way it's supposed to be and there is no one way there's you know i'm following this crazy girl on tiktok who says who talks about that we've been banging completely wrong she calls it poking your baby hole she's like you need to be (laughs) sliding not jumping up and down because women everybody needs to be friction Anyway, she does this whole thing, and she's got she's got crazy ways to show it on TikTok because you can't show it on TikTok. Um, uh, by the way, I have done a deep dive on TikTok recently. I am because you've talked about you can't say s like I see you doing your TikToks, and it's always s e x. You're spelling it out because you can't say the word etc. Because just the way TikTok behaves, I can't get over how people 
Because TikTok is nothing but sex. Everywhere you look at sex, 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 and how people have been genius in coming up ways with ways yeah, to skirt eggs, around it sex, is fascinating to me. Eggs. Yeah, all anyway, the different words. I call it for a while. I call it coffee with Sue. But right. then somebody I told you I had that 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 woman in in Vermont who had a coffee shop named Sue, uh, and she said she was getting all my emails. So anyway, I took us down <laughs> a weird path as an aside. I didn't mean to to detract from the conversation. No, 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 it's all good. I think it's so. So the idea is, you know, good sex is is. Perfect personal it's not rinse and repeat um you know you want to define it for yourself but you know exactly. but and there's a lot of issues with porn and there's a toronto therapist who, who used this great line and i thought it was brilliant she said porn is to sex what wwe wrestling is to fighting right it's 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 contrived it's you know it's staged it's it's kind of close to wrestling but it's not it's not the real thing you know, so it's like anything else. If you got me, I remember playing pickleball for the first time. I'm so not coordinated. I was terrified. And the guy I was playing with was really afraid of karaoke because he couldn't sing. And so he was really afraid to be put out in a place. And I said, this is how it feels to be on a pickleball court. I can't hit the ball. It's going to be a disaster. I, it's going to be absolutely awful. But, you know, the, and they're both saying, well, yeah, but you're going to laugh your way through it. So I know, I know. well, practice right. and exposure builds confidence. Sex talk is no different. And I eventually could probably play a mediocre game of pickleball. But why the hell do I want to? Anyway, that's another thing. But in sex, <laughs> you need to be better at sex talking. And, you know, some of it's podcasts and articles and checking in and listening and then talking about it and practicing in front of the mirror and then maybe taking some weed so you're not so anxious and then having a conversation to me. Great sex is, and you touched on it, uninhibited, fearless, passionate. Yep. Passionate is always Just, the word. You so, know, and, yep. and that's going to be different for everybody. And but when the stars align and you when you just let it go and you're just in that moment and you just want to enjoy it and and you don't think, you just react, you're just open to it. For me, that is sensational sex. Yep, bring it on. We, that's, we, that's, that is hot. We got to sure. find our way to just more uninhibited sex. Well, and I, I talked last word. week about the 10, you know, if you make love 10 times, twice should be amazing, twice should be why the hell do we bother, and 10 times should be nice. So the idea that it's out of the park every time is unrealistic, but the idea is we're shooting for the hottest sex we possibly can have. And that is the aim of this podcast. Speaking of shooting, haha. See, um, yeah, we hope you learn a thing or two. And and great feedback, by the way. That was another advantage of being at the Ducklings party. People who just commented, thank you for you know this thing, that thing that you guys talked about on the podcast. Um, so let us know. You know, are you picking up some ideas here? Do you have questions? Do you have comments? Get in touch. Again, the email address Sue is Sue at sexwithsue.com. Thanks for another great conversation, Sue. We'll talk to you again a week from now. Mwah. Okay. Mwah. <laughs>